Hey everybody, welcome to Comics All A Mode, the podcast where we just geek out, nerd out, and just talk about all things geek culture, nerd culture, comics, TV, movies, Marvel, DC, gaming, I don't know, anything yes. we can, our brains can think of that can yes. attach, that's what we do here. Dude, you um, forgot video games. What's wrong with you? How you're you right. Video I said gaming. I thought I said oh, gaming. Oh, you said gaming? Said, oh, I totally missed that. I, I'm pretty sure I said gaming. Um, gaming. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, guys. to episode 36. Um, hey, I just want to let you guys cool. all know, last week, um, I know I know I've said that like I've been moving and stuff, but like listening back to last week's episode, I realized I was not I was not high energy. I was very you could tell I was tired. It literally sounded like I was like sleepwalking through the episode. So I just wanted to apologize to y'all and just let you know that we are back. I am, you know, I'm finally in a groove been figuring out my new kind of living situation my new job kind of figuring out what my new routine is like and so i am not tired today and so we're back and we've got so much to talk about we got today alone which we're recording on wednesdays so today alone we got the black adam trailer we got Modern Warfare 2 trailer, which super excited about that. We got we got a Fortnite Marvel crossover that gave us a, a sick Spider-Man skin. And on top of all of that juiciness, we got The Boys. First three episodes to talk about. Landon's only seen the first two, so we're going to talk about the first two today. And, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which, oh, I, okay we got to get into we're going to get into because i actually really loved this episode oh um, interesting and we'll have some so interesting takes then i'm excited and uh, also the boys yeah and the boys uh landon uh went to a like comic book convention uh or did, yeah. expo last it was couple, the like, two uh, weeks phoenix ago. phoenix fan fusion i went with a buddy of mine i didn't know what this thing was i was expecting like a small little gathering in like maybe a, a I don't know a theater of some sort. It took place at the the Phoenix Convention Center, which is right across from the where the Diamondbacks play. So it was the yeah. real deal. There was thousands of people there, cosplayers. There were celebrity guest appearances, photos, um, just an enormous merchandise um, area where you could just buy artwork and figures, comics, movies, you name it. It, it was all there. Um, and it was a good time. I enjoyed myself. I was pleasantly surprised, but there was a lot of people. <laughs> I definitely I definitely want to go next year. I've talked to a couple of friends about this. I need to make going to um San Diego Comic-Con like a a a, a high priority in the next Me like too. three in the next 3 years. Me too. I need to I sit need down to and go. plan it and just And when I do I want to co- I want to go full on cosplay. So nice. W- we got to talk about like what I should do. I already have had be. the idea for longest time to do Winter Soldier. That mm, has always been the be thing, cool. just because my hair is long and it works. It is long. But how would you do the arm? Tinfoil. 
Dude, but you don't want it yeah, to look, right. Listen, right. the key to a good cosplay is like yeah, material, maybe, and texture. maybe actually you don't want it to drop achieve. some money on like a on like a three D printed one. Or yeah. I could always do Gambit. I just don't know if I could pull that off. A Gambit, um, oh, yeah, Gambit work. would be pretty cool. Um, so I don't know. Well, uh, the hardest you know, part would be I, that weird faux mask headdress thing that he yeah, wears across yeah, some of exactly. his face. What is that? <laughs> exactly. I actually have a Gambit um, I have a figure friend, on my shelf. I have a friend. Uh, I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, but shout out uh, Jocelyn. Um, she wants to do a photo, like a a cool, like nerdy photo shoot, mm. and uh, like a cosplay shoot, and do like you know, like Rogue would be cool, or yeah. like so. Um, but anyways, that being said, the reason I brought that up is because I, the landing can see it. You guys can't see it, which we're we're talking about oh, yeah. doing video soon. There he is. But uh Landon got me this really cool like painting slash art. I guess yeah. it's not painting. I'm not um, sure what it is, but it's venom. art. <laughs> it's of definitely venom. art of some kind. And if y'all if if y'all have been listening to this podcast, you know that I am I have an affinity for Venom. So that was pretty cool. It's no secret that Russ is the resident Spider-Man expert. I'm the resident oh, Star Wars expert. So I called him sure. at the expo. I was like, hey, odd question. But you know what? If you could choose like one cool Spider-Man thing that you were super into, what would it be? And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, a total out of the blue question. But yeah, Russ moved into his new place. So I figured I'd, I'd throw up a little Venom art for him. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got a couple of cool art pieces for myself. I'm actually ashamed that of everything that was available for me to purchase at this expo it was uh i got uh, two fairly sized posters also done by like a custom artist here in phoenix and he he signed them for me it was maul in his crimson dawn attire and then it was ahsoka in her rebels attire just nice. two stellar incredible posters maybe we could do like an instagram post we'll throw up your venom yeah I'll throw yeah, my posters. We, we could absolutely do that. People can see what um, we're talking about. Dude, okay, so um so new place, right? New job, new part of town. Now, when I used to have to go work at Anthem, I um I would drive by this one comic book shop that I would I was I would always go to. Well, now that I'm down this way, down south, like I17, um i've needed to find a new shop well my work is in tempe and there's actually a comic book shop shout out ash i want to say it's ash comics um you know uh let's see ash avenue comics and uh so shout out them because i just went there today really cool shop literally right in like the middle of tempe like mm-hmm. just there's a whole foods across the street like literally the um mill is like three lights down so it's like right on, okay like right in tempe and it's convenient um, for you to get to yeah it's literally five minutes from my work which oh, is really nice it. that's great um really cool shop i picked up uh it's called fortnite x marvel zero war and um if some of you don't know last uh like a couple months ago uh, fortnite did a collaboration with dc 
and they put out like a Batman zero point skin. So it was like their version of a Batman skin. He looks all rugged. He looks really sick. It's actually kind of the character model of like Ben Affleck's Batman, which is what I really like about it because it is that beefy, just like, yeah. Bro. One of the best looking Batman. Mm-hmm. So that BBS um, suit just looks great. And the cool thing was, is if you picked up all of the issues, cause it was like a five issue miniseries you would get like a cool Deathstroke zero point um, suit. Well, so now they're doing that with Marvel. And because I literally have to pick up anything Marvel, which, you know, Fortnite, if you're listening to this, because I know you aren't, um, can you please put the Gambit and Rogue skins back in the item shop? Because I will give you money to have (laughs) Rogue. Can you just please, like, please? Anyway, man, what is the um, deal with these companies not wanting to make money? Hasbro, dude, give me right, like all these action figures that I want. Give make exactly, more of them, please. Exactly. We will buy all of this stuff. Anyways, exactly. yeah. Um, and so the cool thing about this uh, this issue one is that inside the issue one, there's a code, and you get like a Spider Man skin, and so that's pretty cool. It looks pretty dope. I'll probably, I'm going to be playing some Fortnite tonight, so I'll probably get on the Comics All Mode Instagram and throw that up on the story um, so that you can all, you all can see what it looks like. It looks pretty sick. It looks very, uh, Landon said this even before the show, um, it looks very like Spider-Man PS4, mm-hmm. like it could be a version of that. Um it's a pretty cool Dude, suit. If they need to bring the web slingers back because honestly, the web slingers were one of the best parts of Fortnite when they brought them in. It was really fun. Yeah, um, I saw some gameplay of people web slinging that looked cool. so. And much it was like fun. a decent looking. It mechanic was really as well. good. It was like, like literally Fortnite doing web slinging really good. What <laughs> the the sad part is, Square Enix's Avengers had a worse web swinging. Oh, I know, Dude, Like, uh, don't get me started. Fortnite. Like, come on, so come on. Um. Fun part about this new season, though, too, is that Darth Vader is the final skin. So you can get Darth Vader. Um, They dropped Obi-Wan because of the Obi-Wan show. Fortnite is just, again. Fortnite going crazy with the synergy between brands, man. (laughs) Such a good game. Fortnite is the people who have done the metaverse first. Just everybody, just you know. There's already a company that has done it. It's called Epic. Just yeah, so you know. Epic Games, man. Fortnite. So, um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, definitely, definitely opened up a pull box at Ash. So I'm gonna be going there. Um, for all of my, I gotta, you know, nice. I gotta put Daredevil, um, issue one on there because that, because, oh, dude, the I, I've seen the the cover and it looks amazing and I want mm. it and it's Chip Zdarsky and it's amazing and I want it. Um. But um, other comic. Well, how does a how does how does a comic book shop even work? I mean, I've been in a couple comic book shops, but you said you had to you get a pull list. Yeah, so like, so essentially, they sign you up for all the comic books you want, and you just walk in whenever they. Yeah. Drop so and... this morning, so this morning, I waited till they opened, and I called them. I was like, "Hey, can you make sure?" Because this is the first time I've ever been in the shop. I was like, "Hey, do you guys have any of the Fortnite?" Actually, I called and I said, "Hi." I'm looking to pick up, and he said, and the literally the guy goes Fortnite. I'm like, <laughs> yes, actually. <Yeah. laughs> He's like, yeah, we have a bunch left, but I will absolutely pull one aside. So when I went in there and p- picked it up, nice. because I know I'm gonna frequent that shop more 
I just said, Hey, can you put, can I open, like get a pull box? And yeah. So I, what I did is I put my name and my number, and then I just kind of wrote down, here's the books that I want. Um, and the ones that I'm picking, the only one that I'm picking up in, um, in physical copy right now is, uh, world's finest, which is Batman V super, uh, Batman and Superman. It's like, it's very old school Batman and Superman. Like Robin is still is in is Dick, but he's still Robin. Um, and it's, uh, the art is by Dan Morrow. Who's one of my favorite comic book artists, um, right now. And he is just killing that book. And so I wanted to pick that up. And so I wanted that on. And then, yeah, next time I go in, I'm going to pick up because the new run of Daredevil comes out in July. Oh, the other thing that I'm probably going to start picking up is Chip Zdarsky is starting his run on Batman. And I'm super excited because Chip Zdarsky is an amazing writer. Um, And so he's starting his run on Batman in July. And so I'm probably going to start picking up Batman again um, because, you know, it's such a great, it's such a great, he's such a great writer. Uh, The artist, I really like the artist too, that's on that book. Um, So I'm excited about that. Nice, nice. Uh, Batman. I almost, came... I almost went with Batman for your, for your little art deck nice. on the wall. Nice. There's that some great Batman too. pieces. Of course there is. It's, it's Batman. I could um, easily dropped like 200, 300 bucks on wall art alone. Oh I yeah. Do not, let sure. me tell you, I do not have the real estate. Dude, <laughs> I know I'm trying to like, I gotta put up, um, I gotta put up, what is it? sound proofing in my in my room on my walls Mm -hmm. and so i'm trying not to put up anything on my walls until i put that up so that way i know what real estate i have to be able to do stuff like that um but yeah so that's comics um nice uh there's a couple books that i wanted to pick up but budget wise i can't spider-man just came out with uh their new issue and the thor banners of war just came out with their the next um, issue in that um, crossover, so really excited about those. Um, when this book, there's a book that I want us to go through, but I'm waiting till it ends, and it's called Men of Steel or Knights. Shit, can't remember. I want to say Man of Steel, <laughs> Knights of Steel. So is it Superman? It's like a what? no. It's like a. It's a. It's by Tom Taylor. Oh, it's, okay um a universe where it's all medieval and okay it's so like really marvel cool. 1602 yeah essentially and it's really oh, cool um and very very fun i um yeah so i want to pick i want to i want us to read that um but you know yeah definitely uh, once it comes out sounds like uh, a plan we'll we'll talk about it but yeah, so it stands, there's a ton. There's a ton to talk about this week. Oh, so yeah, once Kenobi ton. dies down, once we we're finished, maybe with the boys, there'll be a little bit of a lull in content. Yeah, and for we'll sure. fill our time with more comics and stuff. For sure. But as um, it stands, we have a, a huge movie release this weekend. I know, Russ, yes. you saw Top Gun oh Maverick, gosh. didn't you? Top Gun Maverick. Oh my gosh. 
easy um, pick for best feature of the of the year so far for me anyways dude that movie is so okay so this movie proves a couple of things one it proves that tom cruise is still a uh viable movie star slash action star yeah for sure and outside of that it also proves that he's not just sticking around because he's good at at like doing mission impossible like he's actually still like it it proves that he still can act outside of just mission impossible two yeah it is such a talk about in a day and age right now where wokeness and you know anti-american propaganda in a lot of ways and just just this constant bombardment of just all of this new news new ways of thinking you have this very pro-american pro-military movie that just crushed in the box office and impressive surprisingly this is this this movie is uh tom cruise's first hundred million dollar opening uh opening weekend box nice yeah i didn't know that um so i'm really happy for tom cruise this movie is just amazing Um, it's huge bring they bring kilmer back as iceman in a scene that absolutely made me tear up like i literally was like i like tears um the way this movie is shot is absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It is, it proves again in a day and age where, you know, as, uh, as much as this podcast revolves around superhero films and green screen films, it proves that movies that for uh, that focus on practical effects and practical ways to get shots there's a there's a reason they are so good and it is because the care that it gets put into um those types of movies because this movie is absolutely stunning this movie i I am absolutely gonna buy this on itunes um this movie is going into my this is going into my library um and i'm gonna rewatch this movie Uh, it's just gorgeous yeah see this is definitely a film that i would pick up for my my physical media collection yeah. because it's just go. that yeah. good. And mm-hmm. I always ask myself, like, is this movie good enough to just buy a disc of, to have it, you know, take up shelf space? Absolutely. You know, if the power goes out and we lose all of those streaming services tomorrow, I'm going to say I can still plug in. Well, obviously the power has gone. You have other problems, but I can still say I have that movie on my shelf. I can put it in whenever I want to. And that's kind of how I, I do things now. So I picked up the Batman. I picked up, you know, all the Nolan films. Like, that's just how right. I think about it. And Top Gun Maverick, easy best pick for greatest film of this year. Maybe one of the best films I've seen in a couple years. I mean, this just blew almost everything I've seen from the pandemic era so far out of the water. And, yeah. you know, like you said, it's doing the numbers. It had that $100 million opening weekend. It was... I didn't know that figure, but I did know that the, it's it's surpassed any film that's released over Memorial Day weekend, which was actually held by one of my favorite films, Pirates of the Caribbean, at World's yep. End. It surpassed that one. Mm, that was okay. Which I'm so proud of just a, a Top Gun sequel doing that oh, well. Sure. 
it, sure. it, who would have ever thought? And it just, Dude, I mean, just it just rocked my movie. world. Absolutely. Such a, just such you know, a good and movie. the, the fighter jet sequences are all stunning. You know, I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell anybody that they did all those sequences for real. The actors were up there filming and acting all by themselves in that little cockpit. I mean, that, that just alone is so impressive, but you know, the fact that even if there were CGI elements in there, I could not even, I wouldn't even place a bet on where I thought the cuts were or where any of that CGI is, you know, cause it, it looks so damn real. Yeah. And that is the most impressive so thing to me is just the perfect marriage between visual effects and, and practical. That is just pure cinema to me and it's underrated nowadays. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, such a great film. Go see it. Absolutely. Um, you know, as much as I'm excited for Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World, the new one, it's not mm-hmm. going to beat this at all. I don't. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> but especially from the reviews, too. Honestly, I. It's going to be very hard to not pick this as you know movie of of the year uh, when we come to the end of um of this year because i don't There's i just can't really... think of i just can't think of anything around i need to still now i will say i need to still watch northman but like uh, this movie is just not amazing northman yet my buddy um, uh shout out to my friend bryce i don't think he really listens to the podcast but he was like there's no way that it's better than the northman and i'm like well maybe not i haven't seen the northman but if, yeah. if you're just like a pure blood american at heart and you just love action and thrilling adventure and you know, stunning dramatic sequences as well. Everybody in this film is acting their butt off. You know, like you said, Tom Cruise, he still got it in every department. Um, and also, also shout out uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller like, still got it. Perfect. <laughs> he is such a perfect character, oh, or yeah. like an actor That's... to play the kid that it just makes sense. Like the, you don't, you don't even question it. And like, I've always really liked Miles Teller as an actor. I know he got a lot of flack after, um, fan four stick, but, um, yeah, uh, the dude just picked yeah. some dodgy projects there for a yeah, while. He but absolutely, I, he's he well absolutely back did. on his feet. He looks oh, he great. Dude, is. dude bulked up. He grew the stash. You know, he's playing goose's son. What a spitting image yes. of that actor, by the way, I was like, I absolutely buy that this guy is the son of of uh maverick's co-pilot yes, in the previous absolutely. movie absolutely a a list stellar casting all around even all the other top gun pilots uh hangman coyote um mm. the girl yeah. oh, what was her name yeah. she was great she was one of the pilots at the end i can't remember her name she did fantastic great, work all, yeah. all of them you know and miles teller and tom cruise what a pair they work well together perfect yeah for sure um, um you yeah, mentioned such a good movie. I know I, I like seriously, like I know it's been out for already for about a week and a half now, but go see it. If you have, yeah, let me tell you the hype it, around this one is it. real. Everybody is talking about it and everything that they're I, saying I, I is go absolutely see it warranted. I do too. <laughs> I, I will be see seeing, so badly. I will be seeing Jurassic world this weekend. So that's my movie. But nice. um, if, if there's ever a lull, I mean, this is going to do bangers, uh, in theaters for a while i mean at least oh, a couple absolutely. months so there'll be plenty absolutely. of time to read this is this this movie absolutely kicks off the summer the summer yeah. movie blockbusters oh, like this hard, is yeah. the kickoff um 
It really yeah. is. And I, you mentioned so, so good. You mentioned Val Kilmer, and this is this is something interesting because I was full. I was fully intending to go to this movie, and you know, my parents and I had had prepped ourselves for the for the Top Gun movie yeah. like two years ago when this movie was supposed to come out or whatever. We watched Top Gun, and then it was like, oh, it's going to be delayed, and then it kept getting delayed and everything. Um, and I wasn't too impressed by the original Top Gun. You know, it's a classic. It's got his its place in you know film history and whatnot, and it's iconic in its own right. But um, I was not intending to go into this and get so emotional. Like you said, you mentioned Val Kilmer right off the bat. And that is like one of the standout pieces in this movie. You know, even all the fighter jet stuff, the sequences, well, the, there's just one particular scene. Also, we spoil stuff on this podcast, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so Spoilers. So Val Kilmer's scene in Top Gun Maverick, I don't know, it hit home for me. And the reason why is because the Val Kilmer as an actor um, has just gone through so much in the past couple of years, but with yeah. throat cancer and all this crazy stuff, you know, and he put out a documentary, um, I think in 2020, it's just called Val, but it's one of the most profound artistic expressions of mm. a personal journey I've ever seen. It's mm. so raw and real and introspective. It almost hurts. Like it physically mm. hurts watching this. And it's that good. I mean, it, it makes you emotional. So seeing those scenes with Tom, Val Kilmer, um, and these two iconic fighter pilots back in in a scene together on the big screen, wh- what a what a what a sequence! I was so on the verge of crying. <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, yeah, good stuff. But yeah, so go see go see that. Um, let's move on. We've got a couple trailers we got to talk about. Dude, the trailers First, do not dude, stop coming. Okay. First of all, <laughs> there's more every week. So first, we got last week got announced that hey, Modern Warfare Two is getting its you know big reveal next week, and I was like, oh, I'm hyped. Like I was excited. Um, Modern Warfare did a lot to revive Call of Duty um, in 2019, and then Warzone came out after that and like that also then revitalized call of duty um and we've gotten announced that warzone 2 is going to be coming uh slow or it's still going to be coming it's coming in 2022 but it's probably going to come a couple months after the release of modern warfare 2 so we got the trailer for that um but then to like to add more hype to the 8th of june the rock announced that we were getting the Black Adam trailer mm-hmm. um, the same day. So um, I'll talk about Modern Warfare 2. Looks really good. It's There's not a lot to talk about. The campaign looks awesome. Uh, really excited to kind of continue this story. Um, and I'm really excited to get back to modern day. Um, but yeah, Black Adam, dude. Um I'm interested. I'm, hold on, I'm so confused. I thought modern is this a remaster of the okay, original so this Modern is, Warfare? No, too? so what is happening? So in 2019, we got Modern Warfare. It was a re, um, a reboot of the Modern Warfare franchise. So back in whenever it was, there was Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Now, then in 2019, we got Modern Warfare. And it was like, hey, we're going to reboot this franchise and, you know, really focus on making it 
um, very realistic, really focus on rebranding and re like inventing these characters that you know and love. So they brought back Pri- Captain Price. They brought back Ghost. They brought back, you know, they brought those characters back and then introduced okay. new characters. <clears throat> that story was really good. So now continuing this this saga is now Modern Warfare 2. And so it's, yeah, it's still t- it's titled the exact same as like the old game. I see. But it is a reboot, essentially. It is, gotcha. it is moving forward in this new rebooted universe. Um, so it's it's getting just as confusing as the zombies storyline. It seems we're just doing yeah, new ver- universes, yeah. new. Thankfully, thankfully, the <laughs> zombies universe is like it's like it's either Treyarch or it's everybody else, and like so the universes on that yeah. part has kind of slowed itself, slowed the roll. Um, but yeah, super excited. Game looks uh, just from what we've seen. It's it looks like it, it's gonna look amazing. I'm looking at the visuals right now, man. This trailer is like really damn good looking. (laughs) Yeah. So really excited about that. But let's talk about Black Adam. Yeah, let's talk about Black Adam. Initial thoughts. Cool. Just rolling off the tongue. What do you think? Cool. Looks cool. cool. Looks cool. I... Again, this is... Uh, is most, Most of Dwayne Johnson's movies just look cool are cool it's yeah. like what is the i think i'm more though? excited about um bronson as dr fate than i am the rock <laughs> as black adam like Dude, literally too. like, like that's kind of well. where i'm at that's where I'm my at too. biggest issue with dc right now is like all personified in this trailer they keep taking their bad guys and making them heroic mm. and it's kind of annoying yeah i i wish i wish we would we would get black adam in a um as the villain in a shazam movie before we get him in his own solo because i would much rather have black adam be an actual villain first and then we get this type of movie where it's like Hey, he's kind of an anti-hero. He's like he's not Deadpool, but he's like, you know. Yeah. This is our this is our Deadpool kind of a thing where it's like uh, he's uh, heroes like that okay, that corny corny line of heroes don't kill. He's like, "Well, I do." It's yeah, like, that, okay, that's like that's just kind of bad. the point. That's kind of the point right there. It's like you're not a hero, and yet this entire movie is going to exactly be that. It's going to be essentially trying to present black adam as a hero and i'm just like no that's a boring fan that's a boring take on black adam yeah exactly having i mean i'm I'm not gonna act like i'm a a gatekeeper of black adam or shazam mythology here i I, I don't think i've read and here guys listen i don't even think i read a single standalone comic for either of those characters i've seen them crossovers and things but i I just think it's not it's not that interesting. You know, we have all these heroes. Let's take a look at the other side of the fence. Let's see how Black Adam operates, you know, because he's the way I understand him. He's very much like a Dr. Doom. He's his he's a dictator of yes. his own country. He's a ruler. He fiercely cares about the people of Kandak. And that is what justifies his his movements and his decisions and his actions. And 
I think that you're maybe that is a part of this movie, but it doesn't appear to be from this trailer. That's not anything that I got. It's just you Give know, your us. cliche, your cliche ancient, yeah. you know, person comes back to modern times and he has to adapt. And that that kind of has me interested, but you know, it's it's things that we've seen before. So yeah, I like give me a Black Adam movie where he is the villain of that movie, but instead of us watching the movie from the um, Legion of Superheroes or whatever their names are, black like uh, oh Adam, yeah, the the old Adam classic Smasher, DC, yeah, Adam Smasher, uh, Fate, uh, Doctor Fate, but. Instead of watching oh, that movie from their perspective, watching I want to watch it from, you know, Black Adam's perspective. But instead, we're just going to get this team of superheroes being like, hey, man, you killed somebody. Uh, we don't like that. We're That's heroes. Wrong. You don't should be that. a hero because something else is the problem and we need your help. And it's just like, we've it's seen all, that it's all, you know, it's very it's bored. I'm black and white. I I think Black Adam definitely operates more in the gray. And I'd I'd love to see that. Also, I mean, taking away his, you know, an arc from a villain to a hero has been done before. um, And it can be done well. But it's like you take away that part of the story when you just straight off the bat make him, you know, mold him based off of heroism instead of, you know, all these other things that you could you could possibly go with. I am right there with you though, man. Do- Pierce Brosnan, Doctor Fate looks, looks so spectacular. cool. So cool. that is the coolest. And thing honestly, Hawkman looks dope as hell too. Adam Smasher as well. He's got the, uh, yeah. the teal outlining. Exactly. You know the molecules going on in his costume. That looks awesome. Uh, yep. The Justice Society, by the way. Thank you. That, that Thank you. It's called. They look awesome, but yeah, it's like, great. why are they in a Black Adam movie? I personally don't know. <laughs> Maybe the character has ties True. to this group. Um, you know, it's all embedded in that classic D- DC uh, teams and characters and things. These guys look cool as hell. Dr. Fate especially has me interested because he's what appears to be <laughs> operating the, the mirror dimension in that yeah. one still. It's, DC, yeah, it's DC's Which is, um, you know, the, the comparisons to Strange are going to be apparent, you know, in the bound, but. Oh, man, yeah. they look awesome. No, it, yeah, the all, this movie is gonna look cool. I just think it's gonna. I think we're all gonna kind of be like, all right, well, kind of wanted more from this, dude. The um, biggest question I have is like, okay, you start off the trailer like, oh, Black Adam's ancient power. You know, he's getting his yeah. powers or whatever. Why is he associated with technology? Well, the sun part, and it looks like he's in yeah. old Egyptian. Yeah you know clothing but okay then it's like uh, straight up a... i was like what era are we in because i was like i was getting like old we were getting the like intro to his character so it was like old school and right. then all of a sudden he's flying next to jets flying and next then to you jets. have the 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 other superheroes and i'm like these guys are very not ancient what's what well my take on this is they're definitely gonna do a captain america with him he's gonna get his powers in ancient egypt we're gonna blow through the origin story so we can get him in the modern day with these other characters but that's fine when it's it's going through the ancient stuff and talking about the death of his son and that he was a slave and he's getting his powers there's like a modern tank with all these electrical you know holographic images on this tank and he's still garbed up in his ancient egyptian outfit so yeah. i'm like is he getting his 
what is happening here? There's just the anachronisms are all over I, the place in the beginning I of this trailer. I think what'll probably happen is he'll like get his he'll die and get his powers, and then he'll yeah. like get buried. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. They're and definitely gonna have to. Something will awaken his power, and he'll wake up. Yeah, and yeah. he'll be in the modern. But day. it's but it's odd it's that so his weird. ancient part would be it's associated so with odd. the modern. That's. Like literally, this just feels like exactly what DC had a problem with in the first place when they were struggling. They didn't want to spend the time to give each person like a. What's happening? <laughs> is that my a dog? Friend's... Yeah, my friend's dog is hawk. Got something. Oh no! <laughs> Russ now lives with two huskies, by the way. So yeah. if this podcast gets a lot more noisy, blame <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's just. It just looks like they're rushing shit again, and I'm which just is like, okay. which is ironic because this movie has been in the production for like ten for so to twelve long. years, yeah. and yeah. with a production schedule like that and constant delays, I can't help but think that this might be just a huge mess. It's um, gonna be a huge mess. Like, it, it, that's exactly it might be. Yeah, it might be. I want to huge. It's honestly gonna be a. It's gonna be Aquaman. It's gonna be not a lot of substance, but fun. Oh, dude! If it if it is half as good as Aquaman, that'll be a miracle. I think Aquaman's decent, but yeah, if actually, it's yeah, if I it's on the like same Aquaman. if it's on the same level of Aquaman, I'll be I'll be fine with it. But this is yeah. I was getting like Morbius vibes. I was getting Oof. Sony vibes off of this because it just the production has been Which, a mess. Hilariously enough, the perfect like talk about a segue right here. Um, <laughs> did you see Morbius? is getting is got re got re-released yeah <laughs> because because someone started making the meme it's morbid oh, time and dude, so, morb has been trending for four weeks now straight or and so morbid sony time. was like hey season of morbid let's let's capitalize on this and re-put it out it's the first <laughs> movie to bomb twice dude they like, re-released it in theaters and it bombed and it again bombed. How like horrible studio here god dude they felt um, sony fell for the bait hard on that one they're like oh look at all this idiots. internet culture is loving our movie let's put it out and let's make those big bucks man sony sony i'm gonna save you i'm gonna save you millions <laughs> of dollars of the, of i'm gonna save you i'm gonna save you millions of dollars okay okay you ready you ready sony yeah, you ready? ready sell marvel back to marvel mm. and focus on making your playstation games Okay. Yeah. Your PlayStation movies actually focus on making movies and TV shows based off of your PlayStation IPs. Do make we Uncharted know games work into movies because a Uncharted was a great movie. I thought it was a, whole, a bunch of fun. Oh my focus god! On that's that. right. Focus <laughs> on that. Uncharted came out this year. <laughs> you will. You will. You will save yourself all of the heartache. And save yourself millions of dollars by doing those two things. Dude. Anyways. I just said, as you were saying that, I was like, oh, what if they made the Uncharted movies? Dude, they made an Uncharted movie yeah. this And it was great. Year. I actually really liked it. I actually really liked it. I saw it. it. I thought it was okay, but I totally forgot. I was like, make the Uncharted movies, Sony. They have. Yeah, exactly. No, they, they started. Oh um, but yeah, so bad. let's talk. Let's talk the boys. Wait, hold um, on. I have one more thought oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Black Adam uh the humor seems a little off. off base it doesn't seem tonally accurate with what we're looking at here um i do like 
the uh, expression of his powers. I think all the flying stuff is amazing. Yeah, He's got cool. those two jets, but that's right there. That's like a ripoff straight from the first Iron Man. So I have to give it partial credit for that. It's not a full credit because we've seen that before. Um, where this trailer really, really, really shines for me, though, is the last 30-ish seconds when, I don't know, these two comedic characters, these these adventurers, these human characters are in a car and, you know, they're they're quipping around and he's, you know, doing the thing with the the window in the car, rolling it up because obviously he sees somebody he's not familiar with. So he's got to roll up the window and it's a comedic beat and whatever. But yeah, and then somebody, somebody throws. No, it's never funny. And somebody throws a missile at him and he does this super speed thing where he just disappears and appears in another spot to show how fast he is. Dude, that is the kind of shit that I've been wanting to see in a super powered speedster forever i want to see that speed i want it to be a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing and it's like he just teleports because he's so fast and yeah. he catches the missile it blows up that impressed me i was like that's great that's real time that's a real time look at what a super speed superhero would look like and black adam has a litany of powers um super speed included so i was very happy when i saw that and it's the last thing in the trailer so i mean that's that was a good thing to end on, but yeah, I don't know too much about black Adam, so I can't really speak on the side characters or anything. I do. I am familiar with the justice society a little bit. Um, there was one, it showed Adam smasher and Dr. Fate and Hawkman. And it looks like Hawkman yeah. and black Adam have some, some varying, um, you know, some different some ideologies tendencies. going on, which is cool. Um, but then there was like a gas cloud, character it looked like mysterio coming out of the the, the venetian waters in, um, yeah, i have no idea i don't know who who's that character what what is happening there i i don't know dude I, I literally don't know yeah that was that was strange i didn't know what that was all about um i i thought maybe alan scott green lantern but they've got plans for green lantern so i don't think they yeah. really do that yeah i don't think so um but yeah yeah it was it my we'll last see. thing is i just don't really buy into Dwayne the rock johnson as a lead actor anymore the fast and furious movies have kind of let me down so but this is a passion project of his he's been working on this for a long time trying to get this right so sure. i am gonna play devil's advocate give this film the benefit of the doubt it could be good we'll see yeah yeah I, okay yeah. now we're done <laughs> yeah say, yeah i think that's kind of that's where i'm at too doesn't look great I think the story is going to be pretty. It's it's just, just yeah, the average. story looks the story looks pretty on par with anything DC at this point. So I'm not, except for Batman, obviously. What um, they got to do I'm is not, really invest back in Henry Cavill, man. Get Superman in the spotlight oh, yeah, as he right? should have been in the very beginning. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, right, whatever. I'm done. We'll 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 see. Anyways, let's let's talk about something that's actually good. Um, oh, the the boys the boys the boys the boys um, are back in town do you want to talk about the boys first or do you want to talk about obi-wan first you know what i um, would much rather talk about the boys i'll tell you why okay. kenobi is let me down man so let me down okay. i was not happy okay. with the last episode um and i know you said that you were happy with the previous I, yeah, episode so we'll leave it. we'll leave all that because i know we agree on the boys let's just yeah let's geek talk out about over the boys, the boys. Uh, the parts that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you know anything about the boys, one thing you know is that this show is not um, y'all. 
y'all not just... PG. And there are some there are some very yeah. shocking moments where if you've watched if you've watched any 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 yeah. of the boys, if you know what the boys you, is, you know what you, about know, right you know they push the envelope. You know they push the envelope, and like, and when I say push the envelope, I am not talking like Deadpool push the envelope. No. I am talking like push way the beyond anything so, that Fox so or Disney far, would do. So far that it's it's not even rated R anymore. It's honestly like N N A whatever N C seventeen. It's it's highly and graphic, especially very messed especially up. the the first. I think it's the first two episodes in what well i can tell i can tell you i i've watched the first two episodes back to back so last night i checked out the pilot for season three and you got hooked well the pilot is the very first yeah yeah, episode one sorry yeah no it's and then i checked out episode two right after work because i watched uh i spent the morning i got up early and watched kenobi so i could be prepared for the podcast i'm so happy i went with the boys uh, right before the podcast, because I am very much impressed with this show, the way that it's, it's handling characters, the pacing of the story, great. and it's all just stellar television. You know, put all that graphic uh, stuff aside. I am in love with this series. Uh, dude, the actors in this show are just a list. The just phenomenal the talent involved, S stellar. Just they they kill it. The guy and, who plays. The guy who plays Homelander, oh, it like the guy needs an Oscar. The guy Listen, needs an Oscar. If I, I one of my early podcast episodes, I went through my my list of like A tier casting decisions. Right, if I knew anything about Homelander from the comics, which I don't, literally the only exposure to that character is just watching the boys. So I yeah, have I don't a hard really time know his character in the comics. Either. Same, but you know that is I, that's almost worthy to be put on the list just because. Anthony Starr rocks it out of the park with his performance yeah. as Homelander just Absolutely from a, you know, it. you know, that whole list that I made was transitioned from page to screen. I don't know anything about the Homelander yeah. on the page, but this is incredible. His performance here. He absolutely embodies the psychopathic yet insanely powerful, you know, icon. And he's letting everything get to his head. He's starting to unravel and I thought the whole this whole season was going to be like his apology tour and trying to make nicey nice with the public. It's not season or episode two was a banger. It was good. Yeah, y- yeah. Um, question. Um, I can't remember what episode it is in. So if you haven't seen it, then I won't. We won't talk about it. Have you seen? Um, have butcher and homelander had a conversation they have so that was in the first episode of season three okay. and that was one of the highlights Dude. of the that episode oh my gosh that <laughs> so when the trailer first came out one of the things that i had said just based off of the trailer is i'm really hoping that they dig into the differences slash similarities between homelander and butcher because mm-hmm. as much as those guys are polar opposites, they are very similar. They are very similar in a lot of ways. And, and I love literally, it. Literally first episode, they dig straight into that in a way that oh. is so perfect. It is. And they go absolutely... so much deeper than you can ever guess. You know, they might, Oh, you know, they might have a conversation this episode, but it, it gets into the meat 
of the core of those characters. This it, show awesome. is not this show is not afraid to to give you character development. And not only just character development, but character regression too. Regression. Um has I think a lot of those characters uh, took a step back did Billy, in between seasons. Has Billy found out about his CIA handler? I will I will tell story? you where I left off. So season okay, thank you. I keep saying season. Episode two. Episode two. Episode two leaves off with um Oh, you know what? That might be the beginning of episode three. I watched like fifteen minutes of episode three as well. Okay, I ended when I ended when Kimiko breaks Huey's arm. So the band is back together. All the boys are in that little apartment oh, okay, complex. Yeah. So that they then have. you haven't gotten so that, that is the last scene that I watched, and I was like, oh, that's enough boys. <laughs> Huey just the um gets his finger yeah, that, for his yeah. uh, as someone as someone who dislocates his arm on a regular basis, oh, that hurt. Brutal. Uh, watching that, um, he's preparing for it and psych. Ugh. <laughs> yuck yuck one of the cool things too is like when we start this ep- when we start this sh- uh the show he has a very cool relationship with um becca's victoria um, oh huey no butcher no no yeah butcher has a really cool relationship with um rebecca's kid yeah yeah he visits Homelander's him in the kid. first uh, yeah he visits him in the first because essentially they are they are trying to keep the kid away from Homelander. That's why Homelander then ends up visiting Butcher's house and just, you know, can I come in <laughs> and yeah. has that conversation with him. But he has a really cool relationship with it. And it's like it is very much a fa- he is he is acting very much in a fatherly figure way. Mm-hmm. And he's trying. Um, I I love to see I love seeing that from his character because some things happen in season or in episode three that you haven't gotten to that kind of turns some things mm-hmm. and it's cool, really cool to see that character growth throughout just three episodes. I don't know yeah. how many episodes this show is going to be. I think they're um, usually eight in, in a, okay. a season of the boys. There's either but, seven or eight. Oh, so good. And, um, yeah, that scene I, where Homelander and Butcher have a conversation was absolutely the highlight of of the show so far, because I love it when a show is unafraid to let their hero and their villain yeah. sit down and just talk. You know, you can throw action at me all day long. But like I said, with Top Gun, that that conversation that Maverick and Iceman have highlight of the movie. Incredible. Yep. The writing, everything was on point. And that's the same thing with Butcher and Homelander and the boys. And another level to this is like it might not have been real and like that that's cool too because butcher no, homelander real. are both so much. i don't know because then homelander shows up on the tv screen and then butcher wakes up is like is this all a vision it doesn't really matter to me because just that scene alone was was crazy i choose to believe that it's real because having homelander it, yeah it happened up it happened out in the blue before, was awesome it happened before he took the the stuff so oh, see, I, that's I think why he took, I say it's I think real. he took the stuff after he saw Homelander and the TV. No, because he dropped well. it. He was looking at it. He was looking at it and dropped it back into the dog. Oh, okay. Or the biscuit. I must have missed that. The heck that is. Um, I, anyway, actually, I'm, I'm glad. I think it's real it's anyway. So so good. Um, it's such a such a such a good first two episodes. I'm excited to um see what you think of episode three, and we get episode four on Friday. So 
you guys will be watching episode four when this episode comes out. Yeah, we're gonna be um, talking the boys for the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so it's it's great. Um, it's one of those things where I would I would highly recommend watching the boys, but you have to be of a certain age, and you know be okay with crassness and like you know stepping over some serious lines like you have i gotta to really say be okay with that i gotta say i would never publicly say i i rec i would never publicly recommend the boys to anybody <laughs> so yeah on on the yeah. official record don't watch the boys but if you know me <laughs> let's have a conversation about it anyways um uh, that's i mean there's valid. there's a couple that's other valid. avenues that i'd love to go down but if you want we can just move right on to kenobi I, th I think we should move on. Um, I think we can get into more of the boys as it comes out um, because we are at, we're out about an hour and I want us, I want to give us some time to talk about Kenobi. Yeah, um, for sure. So I'm let's totally talk happy about, talking star Wars. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about episode four. Okay. Or quote unquote, part four, part four. Boring. Um, okay. Titled, anyways, no, the title anyways. Oh, I don't oh. like it's oh, part one, part two, part three, part four. I don't know. Give me some like proper. The Mandalorian does this no, too. It's like chapter I, eight, I chapter like, nine. I, for Star Wars, I think it's great. I like it. It um, fits kind of with the episodic it, episode. Yeah, three episode. It, it fits with Star Wars. Kind of fits. Um, I like this episode. I So actually perfect, perfect kind of like, uh, like summation of where I've been with Obi-Wan love all of the character beats with obi-wan love all of it mm -hmm. i did say last week that i am not that scared of of um darth vader again haven't vader. gone and watched episode three again so whatever but this episode definitely gave me that okay this is vader like okay, Vader's mm -hmm. Vader is here. First off, the the scenes of them putting Obi Wan in the um, Baca chamber, the the yeah the, the back water to tank. chamber, the he the back to tank. Thank you. Yeah, the, the healing, healing chamber, and then flashing to Ob of uh, to Darth Vader sitting in the back of uh, the back to his own ba back to tank. Yep, and then flashing to bits and pieces of their duel mm -hmm. not even really a duel just obi-wan sitting there blocking yeah dude the revelation um, right so cool that was i love i loved that scene um everything with leia and the new this i can't remember her name ever this vivian uh, lyra blair her character is leia the, no leia and Oliva? the, the uh, tala the, tall whatever the underground um, railroad no Traitor, no, spy no, woman. no 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 the inquisitor oh reva thank you jeez yeah um the scenes between reva and leia are awesome love that um and you you really start to see obi-wan really start to get out of his like funk he's he's really starting to realize okay mm -hmm. if i have to save leia I have to stop this. I have to, I have to get out. I have to just, I have to 
reconcile a lot of these things and move on and move forward. And even that the underground railroad lady, who's the captain, Imperial captain says kind of the same thing. I really liked this episode. I think you start to really see uh, the cloak that Obi-Wan wears is finally a cloak that I actually like. Um, The last couple episodes, he just kind of looked, he looked like a homeless Jedi. And now he's looking a little bit more and more. He's looking more and more like a Jedi, which I think that's on purpose. Oh, dude, he was in full on Jedi garb, um, storming the castles of yeah, Fortress exactly. and That that stuff was all great. I like that. So a lot. I I love this episode. I, this episode really got me. Okay, I'm ready. Like I'm. This is. I'm in. I'm fully in. Um, but yeah, I I thought. I mean, it was great. already already the conversation is is having me turn around a little bit on my thoughts. I'm softening mm-hmm. a little bit, but I mean, getting up at 6am to watch this, you know, I was so hyped going out of episode three. I've watched episode three, not star Wars episode three, but um, I've watched part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've watched the whole episode at least four times. And I keep rewinding that Vader stuff because that is the crux of the show for me. That is what makes or breaks this show is how they handle the, the Vader Kenobi conflict and it was so well done i was i was really let down by this episode because you have all of that momentum with obi-wan the massive revelation that his apprentice lived that fateful duel on mustafar and then not really delving into any of that vader doesn't show up in this this episode he's there in the beginning with all the suit up stuff and the 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 comparisons to obi-wan's suffering and his suffering which was stellar great start and then, you know, Vader doesn't show up until the last, what, f- five, six minutes of the of the episode. That was a huge bummer for me. Um, and I, I just can't really let that go because now we've only got two more episodes. And, you know, I don't know how long they're going to be. They might be like an hour each or 45 minutes each. I think each, the last one still, is going to be an hour at least. And that's still, yeah, then that's still plenty of time to really showcase more of what, I, what I'm trying to get out of this series. But, um that that was just a huge letdown i and i just i can't really let that go um yeah and it's I a think... it's just kind of a huge missed opportunity to not focus more on vader and we got a lot more reva this episode which i liked her in episode in part 3 i liked how she was afraid of vader and i liked their dynamic you know she's trying to climb the rungs of the uh, the inquisitors and i understand that i think that's good i've softened a little bit on reva since the be- beginning of the show as well my thoughts have kind of changed but um, this episode didn't do it for me. You know, I've only seen it mm. once and it was early in the morning. So, maybe, you know, maybe that has something to do with it, to be totally transparent. But, mm. I, yeah, I don't I know. Think, no, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I will, you know, again, this is kind of that thing that happens, especially with Disney, because they are pushing an agenda. When you bring a character that has never been seen before. You just create a character out of thin air because you want whatever, 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 whatever you think this is why we want this character. You know, you Mm -hmm. run the risk of pushing, of pushing a character, that character too hard. And, 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 um, overshadowing characters that people actually care about. So yeah, I will say that's a that, great like, point. I, I will agree that, you know, they have been pushing Reva very hard. 
What I will say though is I think because her scenes were mainly focused on Leia and mm-hmm. this this um showdown in the imperious whatever you want to call it whatever. Inquisitorious. Fortress Inquisitorious. <laughs> I can't say that's a mouthful. Words. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> um Honestly. Because it's focused on that, I don't have a problem with it. Because because fo- literally, Fortress Inquisitorious, like, what? who is going to be living there? It's oh, absurd. It's a know. massive Imperial facility for no reason in the ocean. For like. the Inquisitors, though. Like, yeah. it's, it's very obvious that this is the Inquisitors' base of operations. So, like, in that case, I will say, like, I was okay with Vader not really showing up in this episode. And I think that's why I am more high on this episode than you are because at the end of the day for me this show is about obi-wan like i'm i really i love that vader is in it but like i think if vader had popped up more in this episode it would have done a disservice to episode three's revelation because it would have forced Obi-Wan to like have to really get over all of that very quickly because he's like, oh, he literally just, you know, he runs into Vader again. Just literally so quickly after he just got like completely just, you know, rubbed his like because Vader essentially rubbed his uh, Obi-Wan's nose in the in the poop. He rubbed it in the poop and said, yeah, look at this. Mm-hmm. And. So I I am okay with them not having Vader in this episode. I think Vader is still very much felt in this show and very much felt in this episode. I just don't I just actually and I and I like the fact that it he's felt but not seen in this mm-hmm. episode because I think we're going to get the next two episodes are going to be very Vader heavy because of everything going on at least and so I think having this little breather kind of is cool. And I liked it. So that's just kind of what I would say. The thing about um, Fortress Inquisitorious yeah. is uh, that just brings up another problem that I had. And that is the consistent incompetency of the Empire in general. It just seems like a non-threat having Obi-Wan enter this facility and just have like five or six stormtroopers come at him in various hallway locations mm-hmm. and then to have to be out on the, on the the floor, the main hangar of the entire facility and have all these troopers and guards and Imperial officers around yeah. him. And he's just hiding her under the coat. And then once Reva and her troopers show up and they actually got Obi-Wan and, and, and Tala and Leia covered and they've got their guns trained on them. They're still, troopers and officers in the background just walking around nonchalantly and you know that's not even like a a story criticism that's just like a filmmaking criticism it felt Mm -hmm. very cheap and it didn't feel real like these these people are not here they're totally oblivious and boils down to the writing again it's like you know, I understand. Okay, Vader let Obi Wan go. You're hoping for in the next episode a reason for why he would let him go. 
And that that's just odd writing to me. I didn't buy into Riva and Leia. I didn't feel like she was threatening enough. I didn't feel like there was like any threat. It just seemed too easy. Mm. Like going and storming Fortress Inquisitorious for Leia. Um, and don't get me wrong, I liked all the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. And I liked seeing a proper lightsaber deflecting blaster bolts and everything. I don't know. I, maybe that's like the limitations of the show or something. But I that I didn't buy into like a lot of that. So that's where I will say we have to, one of the things that I I've come around to more and more is that we have to realize this is still a COVID, This was still a COVID production. So there are, there are some aspects where it's like, okay, you can kind of tell this was kind of rushed or, you know, they couldn't do this, that, or the other. Also, in my opinion, the empire has always just been a plot device in the star Wars universe. Like they're, they're not, nobody get like the people who are actually dangerous in the star Wars universe are bounty hunters, Darth Vader, the emperor and the inquisitors. That's literally it. Everyone else like the star stormtroopers can't hit Jack with a blaster. Like it, it's like they're, they are a running joke and they've always been the stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Oh. Yes. But this is a, this is a prominent location filled with inquisitors who can, you know, manipulate the force. Yeah. And we saw in Jedi Fallen well, Order what this I mean, place's we get... potential was with purge troopers and the like. This place is yeah. where Jedi go to die. Nobody makes it out of this yeah. place. It was yeah. too easy. It was too easy. Yeah, that's just my but opinion. I didn't walk into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, you're that absolutely kinda, that, right. That's Star Wars. Just how I feel at this point. Star Wars is supposed to be at times silly. You know, it's not supposed to take itself too seriously. There are, you know, subtle commentaries on, on real world things and, and stuff like that. But I mean, who doesn't want a story with believable, powerful villains that possess some form of challenge to our heroes? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's the way I look at it. The empire I'm supposed to believe has conquered the galaxy is out conquering planets and subjugating entire planets full of people but how am i supposed to believe that when like they can't even monitor a simple you know laser fence or this huge I mean, fortress the in the ocean like and it's been that way for some time it's been in. that way in the mando too yeah i was gonna say mandalorian walked <laughs> into a uh base took off his helmet and everybody's just standing around there and like literally gave them enough time to like crawl out a window. So like, yeah, that's why I will always say stormtrooper like, incompetence. That's always going to be the empire is just super incompetent. Like it's, it's funny because like they want, be, they want everybody to like, think that the empire is this. Oh, so terrible, like regime. And yet, you know, you, they never show them as that they are my question is why aren't they showing them that way though because this is before I, luke right. and han and this is before yeah. the rebellion really started forming this is the empire at the height of their power you know i, I don't know dude bad writing it's, it's, i just think it, is, is yeah, the cause of that yeah yeah and it's I, you know it's been a slow problem but you know i was willing to get we're halfway through the show so i was like okay this yeah, is definitely going to pick up in the next three it, we're at episode four and it's not you know that writing yeah. issue that's always kind of been there is just not really getting any any I do, better. I do, I do really like the the revelation that that, that um fortress and 
Puritorian, whatever. The, the fortress. I hate. <laughs> I hate saying those two words. Don't, 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 don't. Fun drinking game. Every time I say fortress yeah. inquisitorius. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. I like. I like the revelation that it's like a prison. Or like it's oh a yeah coffin. oh that it's like that a was coffin. Awesome. I thought that was really cool, was and I sick. really I was waiting for that Jedi that um found Obi Wan on Tatooine. I was waiting for them to oh, show him. Oh yeah, that might that would be cool. But especially when like it looked like he was like oh my gosh, and then it showed the youngling. I was like I was literally waiting for it to be that guy, and then when they showed the youngling, I'm like oh that's better. I like yeah. that even better. <laughs> like the youngling crazy. reveal was cool. The actually the first character that he saw in this whole yeah. sequence, by the way, gave me huge Jurassic Park vibes because it looks oh, like yeah, they're encased the in ember. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's some dark cloning experiments or some genetic stuff going on. Um, actually, the first character that they showed in this prison area was a very prominent, well, not very, but a prominent Jedi in the Clone Wars animated show, oh, okay. which everybody on Twitter is like, when are we going to get the Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi flashbacks to the clone wars? You know, mm. I'm on the train. Like that's not going to happen anymore, but this was a huge. I don't clone think wars reveal. is going to join in. No, here. you know, none of that stuff's going to happen. It's just it kind of obvious now, but <sighs> yeah, that was a huge clone wars reveal that I really appreciated. And then it kept showing, I think it showed at least four people in this, this coatings gel imprisonment. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, as a Star Wars guy, I, I didn't know who any of these people were. <laughs> so if you guys do, um, dude, that's those are probably some deep cuts because I didn't recognize any of them except for that yeah. Clone Wars guy, you know, and then I the think, youngling was cool. But I think the biggest thing for me right now is this show is doing exactly what I wanted it to do. I never cared about Darth Vader. Like I thought Darth Vader, like being in the show was going to be cool. I Whatever. I mean, even when they announced that it was it was either going to be Darth Vader or it was going to be Darth Maul, I'm mm. like, cool. I honestly would have liked either of them. But I, the biggest thing that this show is doing for me right now is it's doing exa- it's giving me Obi Wan's Logan. It is giving yeah. me that the like Obi Wan the Obi Wan story that I wanted. And so everything else to me, I do not care about. I just don't. Like, I think it's cool extras. The Obi-Wan story is what I am, like, solely focused on. And to me, it is it is hitting that story at 100%. So I lo- I'm enjoying the show. Um, I can totally understand where you're coming from because, you know, the announcement that Vader was going to be in it is very much to you. Obi-Wan is is not just about Obi-Wan, it's about Vader. And I and that's fine. And I totally understand that. And in a lot of ways, I, I get it because I want it to be that way. But at the end of the day, when even when it's disappointing on the Vader part, it is hitting a home run to me on the Obi-Wan part that I literally can't, I can't hold anything against it. Like I'm yeah. actually fully okay with where this show is going, how this show is going. And, and I like, love how they totally prepared to rewatch this whole show because I'm, I love where the story arc is going. Mm-hmm. So, and I've liked what they've done with Obi-Wan, you know, making him that grizzled old Jedi made sense for the character. And I love that he's now starting to reconnect with his force abilities and embracing the Jedi code once again, because 
of his connection that he's formed. Excuse me. I drank too much water. Put that away. Um, the connection that he's formed with Leia is yeah. a huge oh, reason so for good. why is a great part of the show that I'm very happy with. And what was I going to say? Oh, him reconnecting with the Jedi and stuff is all, is all great. Mm. It's just, I, I cannot separate Obi-Wan Kenobi's storyline and Darth Vader's storyline because mm. I believe that they should be one and the same, especially in this time period. So that is just something I cannot get around. So, and I, I am no, trying I like to, I'm trying to keep, I've been trying to keep my expectations tethered because, you know, yeah. like all the people on Twitter are like, we're going to get Clone Wars flashbacks and we're going to get Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars. And we're going to get, you know, people yeah. have Guys, said like, oh, Cal so Kestis know, is going to show up. Yeah. Quinlan so Vox is going to show up in the next episode played by O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, right. No. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Just keep everybody's just keep everybody's expectations. The the one scene we got in last episode with the um uh I can't the guy who played Boba Fett as the as like uh, the homeless Morrison. clone. Yeah. Oh, Rex and Ahsoka clone. are gonna show up. No. That's the only that <laughs> That's is crazy. the only like just... old school clone you're going to get in this show, probably. Like there's don't be expecting, don't be expecting, you know, Rex and ahsoka don't just stop it we, yeah we learned our lesson and the from, thing is from well, wandavision book of boba fett. also book of boba fett because it was just a mando and all the clone yeah. wars characters <laughs> yeah right which like who saw that coming so i don't know maybe quinlan voss and ahsoka and all those characters will show up god knows what's going on at lucasfilm and disney at this point but um oh god i was gonna say something uh Oh, Jabim. Yeah. The planet, the planet that they take Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, yeah, to true. with um Tala and uh, right. um those little that little small rebel faction that's helping out Jedi are stationed yeah. on Jabim. Which um Jabim? this is a I... well, this is a comics podcast, right? And those are some deep cuts in the old Star Wars comics back in like when the prequels were coming out, that's prequel era stuff. There was a comic series called Republic mm. and Jabim was a huge deal in the early days of the clone wars. This is like literally right after episode two, right after Anakin married Padme, they go on this huge campaign in the Jabim system. And this place is just hell. It's got, uh, it's a Confederacy planet and it's just raining and there's mud and they're trying to use these huge machines and these walkers and they're just getting bogged down in the mud and the the, the droid army is fine, right? Because they're robots. But the, the clones and the Jedi, they're having a hard time on this planet. It's a slaughter fest. The Republic has to retreat. They lose thousands of troops. They lose dozens of Jedi on this planet. And it's a huge turning point in Anakin's character as well because he has to make a huge decision uh, to leave behind the civilians of jabim or mm. his troops ultimately he, right. he decides to pull out his clone troopers so jabim in old legends time in the old legends canon was a huge planet um for obi-wan and anakin as well because obi-wan actually gets it's it seems that obi-wan dies on this planet which also mm, ties into true. anakin's story so i was in through the moon when i heard like oh we're gonna go to jabim maybe we'll get some you know, that's going to further flesh out Anakin and Obi-Wan and some stuff that we don't know about in the past. 
and I and suddenly all these plot lines and story beats kind of swirl together. Another letdown is just Jabim is a nothing planet. It's just yeah. there. And then we're on to another planet. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again. And that's I'm my sorry, fault. Guys. That's on me. That's not on the show. Yeah, that's like, on me. Here's the thing, guys. I, I, I realize that. And it's hard, like I said, to temper expectations. It, it sucks. Because, like, you know, when when you when you know something that you love is coming to live action, you want to see all of these connections. You want to see it, and especially being that it's Star Wars. There, it's a galaxy far, far away. There are so many different things it can attach to and it can connect to. But the problem, and this is just something we kind of have to deal with, is a these are shows. So the oh, it's all even fiction. though yes, the production value is amazing. Mm-hmm it's still not what it would be like on a movie. Second, there are only six episodes. And yeah. like, yes. And it's a limited I, series. I, I, yeah. No, I'll give it I that. Understand, so we understand so like we see. Disney like wants to stick to six, even though sometimes it feels like they don't utilize those six episodes in wise enough, wisely enough that it feels like sometimes we're missing out. Um, but yeah, it's just it is what it is. Um, I get it, I get it. But I, hey, like you know, we're getting this at the end of the day. Oh yeah, and I'm through the moon that you know we're getting a series on Obi Wan Kenobi, and we're actually seeing these characters again. For God's sakes, that's that's hype city for me. But I don't. There's just something, and I don't even want it. You know, I I I know film, and I feel like I'm confident enough to recognize like a good plot and story and to have it be tight and concise and not have all these crazy things going on. But I just think that they could have done so much more and still kept it within the realm of tight story, limited series type Logan type storytelling. Yeah. True. That it's, it's, it's just a bummer for me as a, as a huge fan of these things to, to see, just wasted potential in my eyes. So, yeah, and that's something I, that's I personal it. to everybody. So, um, yeah, another, I, I mean, a positive thing that I liked about this was, um, the whole scene where he's holding back the water that's, oh, that's dude, breaking that through the glass. Was that was incredible. I mean, that's, that's peak Jedi stuff right there, you know, holding it back and then releasing it at the last moment to, to seal all the stormtroopers. Good stuff there. Um, yeah, the the whole Jedi and Carbonite thing, or Amber, or whatever it was, was, yeah. was sick. I feel like there's something I'm missing. Was there something else in this episode that was a big deal? I mean, the lightsaber, um, the blasters, bolts, and stuff was no. Cool. I, I I I mean, uh, at the end of the episode, we Vader find out good that again. Like, I mean, the scenes that yeah, he was Vader in, he looked, looked good adult. again. So strangling. Strangling the girl, the lady, whatever. Yeah, he, do, he just storms Vera, through the doors. Vera, he's like, whatever. "What is going on here?" Yeah, so <laughs> Jokes out Reva. Like that's and that was like, "Oh, okay, I can, I'm down." I'm and they're down doing, they're doing Perfect. another frustrating layer to this is they're doing Kenobi and Vader so well. It's like, what if we yeah. got more? True. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, it it'll be interesting to see. I mean, she so the the girl in Quizzer, I can never remember her name. Reva, I don't care. Reva. I don't um, care either at this point. <laughs> put a tracking device in Leia's little droid. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, they're going to be able to, essentially, they're going to follow, which is cool. 
and yeah, great we'll to see, see. like go. that's that's cool so w- obviously that's going to then push the series forward and whatnot um so very excited um, i thought she was um i thought she was lying oh i thought, I thought she, she put fitting... a tracker in leia that's what i thought yeah i didn't see uh I, again maybe i wasn't paying attention but i legitimately thought she was lying to save her own skin like oh i'm oh, about yeah. to be killed oh, by vader I, I put a tracker true. you know <laughs> and then true. she's got to scramble the next two episodes to really actually figure out where she's going where they're going but true. Um, Vader was great. The The last thing I'll, I'll mention is um, I remembered what I thought I'd forgotten, but the, the T-74 airspeeders that are decked out with the cannons, this might be like the beginnings of some rebellion stuff going on. So nice. I'd love to see maybe uh, Bail Organa get a hold of this tech that, you know, in the future, the rebels will be using T-47s modded out with blaster cannons because they're, they're usually just meant to haul cargo around, which I think is what they were saying. And uh, since we know that Bail Organa is in the show, you know, there are some rumblings of early rebellion dealings. So that that had me excited, cool. too, because I love seeing early cool. rebellion stuff. Yeah, I think like, honestly, I'm excited for the last two episodes. I obviously I wish this had been like an eight episode series. Um, I don't really want a season two of this I show don't either. You I know, think, just let it lie. We got a season, point, we've seen it. If we got something like I would love to see a Vader like a solo vader series i think that could be interesting you know what we Um, will have to see how andor shakes out because that is looking that is looking like a different specter of disney star wars something that harkens back to rogue one which i think is some of the best i love rogue one ever so if that if andor is more of the vibes of rogue one than like book of boba fett or or kenobi yeah i say hell yeah bring on more obi-wan content but in this darker more True. mature style yeah i'm very I excited did. for andor um same i'm but yeah excited. i don't, I, don't I guess I'm a little, we got um we kind of got uh they talked about acolyte um a couple weeks happening? ago yeah it's still happening but it's also okay. going to be bringing some of the old canon to like actually into the marvel into the uh, star wars universe so it looks like it's going to be like darth revan like they're okay bring him nice back, yeah him it's around. about time they touch the old republic yeah so that'll um, be cool some people um, will be like oh no stay away don't touch that beloved yeah. stuff but no i would him, much rather see that it. than yeah let them play the original it. crap and the sequels and all that. <laughs> let them play with it but yeah guys uh that is gonna be our show today um yeah hey my closing thought us... is um oh yeah top gun maverick came out and Patty Jenkins, back when all these Star Wars projects were being announced, was uh, quoted as saying, like, this is the the Rogue Squadron X-Wing movie that I'm going to make is going to be the coolest fighter pilot homage to my dad who was, you know, flying those sh- sh- those planes. That is what I want to see. I want to see a Top Gun Maverick style oh, X-Wing insane. rebel pilot versus that TIE pilot cool. movie. That, how see, awesome would that be? And here's the other thing. You know what would have been really nice that we'll never get? They could have, you know, they could have brought like Oscar Isaac back for this. Dude, but give us a because they screwed up. He's because they screwed up the sequel series so badly. You're never going to you're never going to get him back on Star Wars ever because they think that we don't like that character. No, it's like we realize you just you just wrote him so hard on these characters. Make them good and we'll like them. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to be our show today, guys. Um, let us know on Instagram, um, Twitter. Um, let us know what you guys think of the boys. Let us know what you guys think of Obi-Wan. Let us know if you guys saw Maverick. Let us know if you guys go see, you know, go see please, Jurassic please World do. this weekend. Um, yeah. That'll yeah. be the next pod. Like, we'll talk about yeah. dinos. So we'll talk. Uh, dang it. I probably won't have seen it by then. I won't see it probably until the next week. Oh, okay. Um, but we'll talk well, about Obi-Wan. Well, maybe I'll, I'll hold off on We'll it talk well. about Obi-Wan. Um, we'll talk about news, that kind of stuff. More um, nerdy yeah, goodness, guys. more stuff to geek out on. Hey, For shout sure. out Caitlin. She wanted me to talk about Top Gun. So shout out Caitlin nice. if you're listening. If you've made it this far, Heck hope yeah. you're doing well. Hour and 24 in. Yeah. It's a good and time. With that, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. See you guys.